Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 231. It's the Magic Dryer. My name <laughs> is Josh Canal. To my left, <gasps> Nelly Thomas. 231, all grown up. All grown up. It's true. Mm. 231, never been kissed. Haven't you? Uh, no, Box Cutters has never been kissed. Box Cutters has never... Have we got a sister or a brother? Uh, no. No. What? Oh, you, why would that be kissing? That's I don't gross. Know. How did that happen? I don't know, you West Australian <laughs> freak. Oh, it's strange shit. that the first thing you asked. It did, because I was thinking of like a what would be kissing. Oh, no, oh. that's not even. Oh, no. you're a bad woman, Nelly Ugh. Thomas. And that brings us to sexual violence. <laughs> Which will be coming up later. Which will actually be coming up later on in the show. Later on in the show, we're going to be speaking to uh, Danny Blay from... What? What? Brett hasn't said hello. Oh! We skipped from kissing kissing cousins and brothers. Right. And straight into sexual violence. To my right, Brett Cropley. So, later on... (laughs) Good around to yours. (laughs) Sorry, Brett. (laughs) Sorry, that's the first time I've ever forgotten you. It's fine. And he's got a great T-shirt on, too. It says, freaking sweet! Maybe that's why I can't see him, because he's in my Family Guy blind spot. (laughs) He's wearing a Family Guy T-shirt. It's just chest that's in your Family Guy blind spot, which is... is, uh, uh, Something uh, refreshingly different because just all the time, Nelly, he's just checking out my rack. He Can is. I tell you? Yeah. He's yeah. big on racks. I do. I Joshua, do. he does like a rack. Well, yeah. It's you, like watch- an, you like an ample rack. I, I like an ample I rack. I think that's fair to say. In, in the oven, 180 degrees, <laughs> slow cooked. Is that what you're talking about? A bit of rosemary. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, later on, we've got uh, Danny Blay. From uh, No to Violence, uh, an organisation about uh, basically educating men about uh, why violence is bad. How not to be bad dudes. Don't don't be bad men. Danny Blay is going to be coming in to talk about uh, the representations of sexual violence on television. On the televisioni. Which is... Uh, A cheery sure. topic. Yeah, let's, let's mm. just let's say now... It's probably not going to be a whole lot of laughs. But you know what? Let's also say it's a big part of television culture. These things need to be addressed. Yes. Mm. Yes. It's, uh... Do they? Do they, Nelly? Do they? <laughs> Freaking sweet! <laughs> Every time any of us get stuck tonight, I'm just going to go, Freaking sweet! Great. That could freak Danny out. That would that's... be weird. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's going to be excellent. Well, we're also going to be talking about... Three characters yep. from 30 Rock in yep. our greatest TV characters of all time. And an update, a very special update in our Very special segment. update. So listen to that. And some great news. Don't just tune out. They don't tune out. They stay with us. See, now every week you say, and some news, but you know that I finished this bit. Do I? But yeah, you, you should. Because it happens every time. Because then I'll, I'll go through all the other things that we're doing oh. in the show, right? I'll talk about how we've got the quiz, we've got the answer to last week's quiz question. Is this and the start of the show? Yeah, this is the start of the show. But, uh, you know, I'll talk about all those things. I'll, I'll talk about how uh, we'll announce mm. the lucky winner of a Mad Men uh, box set mm. uh, and and how we're going to have one thing. Simon. We've got some pork. Uh, we've got a mistake from last week that will happen in the quiz Segment as well. Have we got some crap TV? We've got some crap TV. Good. <laughs> as always, though, we're going to kick things oh, off. Oh, so I should wait for that is what you're telling yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, I got excited. This I good know. news. With the box cutters news. And now for the news. 
Nellie Thomas. I'm giddy like a schoolgirl. I know you are. Oh. I threw this into the news just, just for you. Just for me. Just for me. It combines everything I love. Uh, uh, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. West Wing. West Wing. Politics. Politics. Reality television. And reality television. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Yeah. Yeah, you Come should. on, I will watch that shit. Yeah, you you will. You, what are we watch, about? you will watch the shit out of it. Rob Lowe is uh, is producing a reality TV series about uh, young up and comers in Washington DC. Is it Potomac fe- Fever? It or? is called Potomac Fever. It's not Potomac. No, Potomac. Potomac, and that is significant for some reason, but I can't remember. The why. Potomac is the river that runs through Washington okay. DC. Okay, so it's based on the location. Yes. Yep. Uh, so yeah, called uh, P- Potomac Fever. Rob Lowe is uh, is going to be producing this basically because of all the TV characters he's played the as wing, politicians, the brothers wing. and sisters, Parks and Recreation, Parks and Recreation, and now so. Cropley's looking bemused. Basically, he's going to follow like up and comer Washington apparatchiks mm-hmm. and watch them on the rise. That is the basis so of the reality. So picking the next show. Obama, kind of, yeah, yeah. Mm. And so he's he's just taking his uh, his love of politics and television to another level, and with him taking Nelly's love of politics oh. and television to another level. You know what he says? This is, you know, you had me at this. Mm. You had me at they live in love at the centre of world power. Emphasis on love. You know what love is code word for in America? There's going to be some rooting. There uh-huh. are going to be some up-and-coming politicians getting jiggy with it. Right. I'll watch that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid to. C- finally, finally combining <laughs> politics and porn. That's right. It's what you've always wanted, Nellie Thomas. I was going to try and collapse the two words, but they're already porn. <laughs> politics, porn. It is porn. It, it is. It is. It is porn. Politics. Oh. Pornitics. Prolitics. Look out for that. Pron. <laughs> what else is in the news, JK? Uh, well, in case you haven't heard, Stars have cancelled Party Down, mm. uh, which is one of my favourite shows on TV, and oh, really? it's gone. Yeah, I really love it. We never, all... we never had any kind of review or anything of that, did we? Of Party Down? Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't no, know. Because cool. maybe... it wasn't in the second uh, season that has just finished, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Second season's just finished. We, we could you put could, it on the list. You could maybe do a search of the box cutter site while I'm... Well, uh, re- re- reading through the but go news. On. I'll have a go. It's, it's not that hard. So that's just Boohoo cancelled. Yeah, Boohoo cancelled, done. Uh, I'm really rushing through the news because we've got yeah, such got a big lots. show. Yeah. Uh, Hulu in the States, uh, which is the uh, – you can watch TV shows on the internet through mm-hmm. a website uh, mm-hmm. rather than have to tape them. On your or, telly. Uh, mm-hmm. Rather than on your telly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great way to, to catch up on uh, on TV shows, great way to watch them on the go. Uh, has been free for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Now they've unveiled a subscription service. So there's still going to be free Hulu for people in the US and mm-hmm. people using uh, various IP, uh, what are they called? Cloakers. Cloakers. Uh, 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 anonymous proxies. Brett Special Fancy, mm-hmm. also known as. Uh, so for, for people using those, there is going to be a subscription service, $9.99 US a but month. But why do you subscribe? Well, you they're going to have more uh, more recent shows, so there will always be five episodes of popular shows like <laughs> Family Guy, uh, but also The Office uh, available on Hulu. Ready to go. But then 
there are going to be uh, there's going to be a lot more content. There's going to be some subscription only content. So they're not doing a Ricky Gervais and you know it was free. Oh, now it's not. No, but like it's, it's a bit but, free and a bit not. But so it's value add that you can pay for. Yeah, but I actually think that the free stuff is going to be a reduced service. Oh. The, right. the way it seems. But then there's also like an iPad app, and I'm sure the iPad app will only be available as part of the subscription or That's something curious. like that. That's Because over this week, uh, the, uh, the newspaper in the UK has gone into its paywall situation, the Murdoch paper. The Murdoch paper. paper. Um, which one is it? The, the Ev- Sun? I don't know. Evening Post? The Times? The, the, We're just naming every paper Times. we it's, know. It's the one that... Uh, Scotland Yard. It's the one that Bugles <laughs> with. Bugles um, Weekly. But uh, they've, they have an app... Uh, that's available for purchasing in the iTunes store, also sets uh, their uh, websites to be a, a, a paywalled area, so you can't read uh, all the, the news articles unless you pay for it. If you've bought the app, you don't get access to the website just as a matter of course. Which so is, there's, there's a double charge there. Which is also the way that uh, MLB.com do... Uh, do all of their things. You have to pay for access to Major League Baseball. Uh, yes, hey. uh, to, to watch all of, to watch all of the Martin shows. Luther, brrr, do you yeah. guys know any like high quality podcast that's like free? That's totally free. Yeah, actually, uh, Brett mentioned Straight. it before. The Bugle mm. is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we we are we are entirely free. Box cutters is entirely. Free. I mean, you Dixing, can donate. You can for us to and plug our own podcast on yeah. our own podcast yeah. show. <laughs> The, people, the they're already was there. They're already listening. But you can donate. If if you don't want We've to give money. in already. We don't need to do it anymore. <laughs> Are you going to press that subscription <laughs> button on the website, Brett Cropley? Are you going to donate you, to yourself? Oh, the donation the don- button. Yeah. The donation. So subscription and donations are, oh, are two distinct things. things. Yes. But if, if you've got the choice of giving money to Rupert Murdoch or giving money to us, mm. I recommend giving money to us. Well, in fact, Rupert I'm Murdoch for forcing you almost to uh, give him money as opposed to uh, being a completely voluntary uh, act of, of uh, kindness and compassion to us. If you go to boxcutters.net, there is a donate button. Uh, you can choose your, your subscription and you can even just donate uh, as as a one-off, if you like. That wasn't actually part of part the news, of the but news. you're genius. Hey? You know, look at me genius. go. Uh, so Hulu are going to be calling it Hulu Plus. Uh, it's still going to have ads. So you're going to pay nine ninety nine a it's month. It's got ads and you've got to pay. Yeah, and it's still that's going outrageous. to have ads. Oh, that's that's shitful. Imagine if Foxtel did that. Oh, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? They don't, do they? And if you're interested in the crumpler bag, they're really good. Uh, the uh, in in related but more local news, uh, Screen Australia have changed. Mm. Uh, oh, sorry, no, that's that's not the one that I was looking at. Sorry, uh, that uh, Ten Networks Chief Executive Grant Blakely. We'll get a Screen Australia a little bit later, uh, but Ten Networks Chief Executive Grant Blakely or Blackley, I think more correctly, has uh, said that the the way people are talking about television, that television has reduced numbers of viewers is just wrong, 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 wrong. That uh, the ratings people haven't got their stuff together to to just accurately portray the numbers and that uh, PVR viewing and all these other things, all this uh, internet viewing, yada, These yada, magic yada, boxes won't catch on. No, they, they won't catch on and they're not changing anything. That there are more viewers of live television than ever before. Uh, that was uh, reported in Media Spy. 
the you know what else was people that. aren't doing that's not being taken into account in the uh, ratings? There's this little thing called a mute button. And when the ads are on, guess what? They go away. That's exactly what I do. That's, I just sit there and I just mute it and then it comes back. Actually, back, back before I had a, a, a PVR, that's what I used to mm, do. Mm. Now I just don't watch any television live at all. Yeah, and just record. Although it's interesting, isn't it, that shared experience which he does mention in this particular article. He's basically saying, and I agree with this, that there is a different experience when you sit down live and you know everyone else is watching with you. And, it is different. And I, I feel that in Twitter, like I can't, if I if I try to tweet when I'm watching MasterChef an mm. hour after it's aired, mm. I'm left out of the loop because everyone else has mm, already discussed mm, it. Mm. Uh, and I get that feeling of community when I'm watching mm. World Cup soccer mm. and there's a whole lot of sad sacks uh, like me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> N- Nella Zula. N- Vuvuzela. Nella Zula. I think you did send me an email this week. Vuvuzela. Zula. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think you did. Uh, the uh, but that shared uh, experience that is shared nice. experience is, yeah. is, is there because because mm. uh, we're all tweeting at the same time. Mm. Oh my god, that's ridiculous! Uh, and and I don't get that with MasterChef for uh, for, mm. for although you also it. don't have to endure the ads. True, handy ultra. How many bloody metaphors can they use for strong and big? And we get it. Matt Preston's a big dude. In, uh, in in more in more local news, I, uh, I thought the point was just that Matt Preston and and Fetty Calamari are uh, just advertising whores. You didn't just call Wasn't my my love Fetty Calamari, did you? Fetty Calamari, yeah. Did he just actually call that's his commonly accepted name amongst industry people. That is not all the, accepted all the in the country. Are you in love with George? I love George really? Calamaris. I really? love George Calamaris. Can I? He, he said something the other day. I can't even remember what. Oh, the, please don't! Please don't debt my love for George. He, I, it's it's amazing his commitment mm. to completely to ignoring the English language. <laughs> I love it! I love it! He's 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 you know he's chef trash. I just I, I I listen to him and I just am constantly amazed. No, he's great. He's hilarious. Constantly and Matt amazed. Preston, yeah, don't even get me started. It's not said with any kind of anger, or it's just it's just his name. You're mocking. You're mocking, George. Communications Minister Stephen Conroy has uh, (laughs) indicated that uh, uh, a review of the anti-siphoning list of sporting events is going to be delayed until after the election. Can I ask a question? I was thinking about this because there has been a a particular issue over the last week uh, with Wimbledon and the cricket Mm-hmm. Because Channel Nine has the rights to both, yes, and so Wimbledon they haven't been showing full games, no, and not much of it either. Because not I would go back to the cricket mm. match that actually has no consequence because it's a dead rubber or something. Cricket, yeah. Um, I'm not that's, sure. That's your personal choice, Nelly. That's the, the the problem is yes, they do have they do have two networks, uh, so they, they've got two channels. They could show both. And I'm not sure why the mm. anti-siphoning list impacts on them not being able to show one sport on, on their main channel and one sport on Go, for example. Uh, because the, They're both free to wear. Yeah, but what, the digital... What the anti-siphoning list was about was not forcing people to pay to be able to watch uh, previously free sports. Sure, that's, that's what it was about in theory, but the way it was enacted was... Uh, that only sports that these sports would be 
uh, stuck with the top three. Mm. So, so they're not allowed to put it on their second channels. So the, the so, primary uh, uh, channels the pr- or the, prim- the primary whoever has seven, free to nine, air ten. channels. Also ABC and, and, and SBS, SBS if, if if you like. Uh, but the so SBS well that was had, stupid legislation, wasn't it? SBS had to get special dispensation to show uh, Tour de France and World Cup on on their uh, on SBS two. So they seriously they can't use two of their channels to show different sporting events simultaneously. Seriously, they cannot. That is unbelievable. It's, it's one of the many ways that the anti siphoning law is ridiculous. Isn't that ridiculous? Completely valid. For not forcing people to pay on a subscription TV. No one's forced but, to watch sport, Brett. But <laughs> no, no one's the sports lovers, like uh, which is not me. Sports. So, so I'm I'm fully just saying it from an objective point of view, but and I see the objective reason why they have the anti siphoning list. TV. Like well, if, yeah, they could have. If it's they too free have. to air channels, who gives the rights? Yeah. It's it's exactly. just, but it's, it is it is valid that people shouldn't be forced to pay for the sports that they they have. Had yeah, no, free. I agree with that. So I think that's that's one of the things that they're looking at in uh, in the uh, rejig of the anti siphoning laws. But they're not going to look at that until after the election. Everything now is going to be put off. But my suspicion is the that they're actually going to uh, water down the legislation so that Foxtel gets more access to more uh, sports. That's that's my feeling. Is what. Is going to happen. That's that's quite likely, but at, at the same time, face? if the if the networks are not going to use the sports that they have, which is the the problem that we're having, uh, then well, if they weren't blocked, Channel Nine could have shown both. Yeah, but Channel Nine. Oh come on! This is just in. so easy. They get first dibs. They can put it on any of their free to air channels. If they don't want it, give it to Foxtel or whoever wants it. I um, bang. You think it's easy? Move on. You think it's easy, but it's not oh, because I, everyone I, because everyone involved in making this legislation uh, are lining their pockets with the with the money from whoever is giving it to them. The whole thing. It's it is. But I corruption think it is, aside, I think it, it is, is the easy. most corrupt. Yeah, Isn't but. It? Yeah, but corruption aside, governing's easy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, isn't isn't the, the most water. corrupt uh, thing uh, about uh, deciding where the World Cup is going to be? Isn't that what we heard last week? That, uh, that all the uh, the yeah, that's, the World that's Cup got, panel that's got nothing to do with and, and massively corrupt. Yeah, it? but why would you? Isn't it a toss up now between uh, the World Cup panel the word, and, just, and the IOC? Do you just hear the word out of corruption? Which is the more corrupt. Do you just hear, hear a word every now and then? Corruption just, with you sport. Just, you just hear a word and and then just with just sport. jump. Okay. Yeah, but we weren't talking about corruption with sport. We're talking about corruption with the anti siphoning. But laws. see, Nelly, Nelly, I think that our our proposition from some time ago of having ABC Five just as the the uh, channel where if there's an interruption to any sports, that sport goes directly over there. to ABC Five and is completely accessible to everybody uh, is valid. I think they should do that. Good. Why not? Okay, great. Uh, the Gruen <laughs> Gruen transfer is going to uh, going to have a series of election specials. That's an in interesting development, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be called the Gruen Nation, and they're going to be looking at the uh, advertising and uh, public politicking. Mm. Is that going following around. the the naming convention developed by the Chaser? Was that? Uh, I just no. was there was there a chaser nation? No, there was the election chaser. chaser. It's the election chaser, and then the chaser decides. I think they've just sat down and gone right. You've got Will Anderson. You've got Todd, who's clearly on the left. Is it Russell, who's clearly on the right? 
let's do a little little bit of uh, commentary. Oh, and that's wait a minute, is Todd on the left? What he works for an he? advertising agency? Yeah, he but you know, he's yeah, but he dresses like panel. a homeless man, and he's always no, that's just you know, how the kids are today dressing. He wants to be funky and cool and trendy. Oh, his views are definitely. I mean, With that's how they set up them up. Old, crusty, conservative Russell and young, funky, you know, yeah. slightly lefty Todd. Uh, corporate apologist Russell. Screen Australia have Todd's changed their draft guidelines for international co-productions. Hey, I wanted to say that would be a great show. I'm really interested in watching the Grown Thing. Okay. Oh, the, the Grown Thing's a good that's show. That's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, it's a good yeah. show. Yeah. I just didn't need to, you You know. just didn't need to know that. <laughs> it's a good show. It's going to be a good show. All I'm right. excited for it. I didn't know you'd moved on. Let's go. I'm Screen Australia. On. Moving on. Screen Australia is changing uh, their draft guidelines for international co-productions. Uh, mm. And this basically means that uh, less uh, – that Australian productions are going to need to have more Australian money invested in order to ensure that uh, an Australian actor is at the lead. It means uh, more overseas actors. More overseas actors, but more overseas creative in mm. general. Uh, for animation, uh, apparently this is just going to ri- ridiculous levels. Why are they doing this? Like their job is to do the opposite. Why are they doing this? Remember before when we were talking about corruption? Mm. Yeah. But really? Oh, what? <laughs> what? What? What are you alleging? I- I'm alleging that uh, that corruption comes in many forms, Brett, and one of those is the desire for an organisation to make money above and beyond the uh, the protection of its members. Because their express purpose is to promote Australian voice and Australian culture. Yes. So why? I mean, do you are you honestly saying you um, think it's money? I'm honestly saying I think it's because they can make more money if they can have more uh, uh, more productions with a Screen Australia logo. Mm. They can make themselves seem a lot better because Screen Australia is involved in more productions. Mm, but with George Clooney. But with George Clooney as, yeah. as the lead, it, it doesn't matter because it's still Screen Australia's logo up there in the credits. It matters to me, Joshua. I, I'm glad it does, Nalandra. <laughs> I'm, I'm on gl- my own. I'm Robinson Crusoe. Uh, no, it, it, matters, it matters to me too. I think, uh, uh, I, I think this is a bad way to go about getting more local production by saying oh, yeah, we've got more local production, but most of the money's coming from overseas and most of the uh, creative is coming from overseas. But it's more local production. And we'll give the good parts to the foreigners. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, just uh, news just to hand. Uh, we did review Party Down in episode 181. There we go. If you want to uh, go back and have a listen. Thank you. Which was 50 shows ago. And news from this week uh, is that Hey Hey It's Saturday has been hemorrhaging ratings like completely just someone's cut it in the jugular and and viewers are just falling out of its neck <laughs> that is a revolting <laughs> is, image is is it it really no, it's is beautiful it's, it's not blood it's viewers it's viewers there's lavinia with a bandage just trying to just, wrap just, it around yeah really just trying trying to stop that leak and and it's just not happening. Uh, when Hey Hey started uh, this year, it was doing uh, well over a million and. Uh, it's about one and a half, I yeah. think. And uh, if we remember uh, uh, Wilbur Wilde uh, on this show last year, talking about the uh, the possibility of uh, of twenty shows this year, uh, saying you know if they can rate a, about a million uh, every week, that that would be great. That's that's exactly what they want. Uh, and now they're rating about 
800,000 and losing out to uh, MasterChef and... Although everyone's losing to MasterChef. Well, everyone's, everyone's losing, losing to MasterChef, but they're losing to MasterChef and to uh, Spicks and Specs and the Gruen transfer, and uh, and it all seems to be going wrong. So... I wonder I wonder how the, the feeling is on the production there. Well, why don't we ask Wilbur Wilde? Thanks for joining us on Box Cutters. <laughs> what is the feeling at Hey Hey headquarters at the moment? Uh, I mean... Uh, the the rumour going around, uh, according to the Herald Sun, according to Mumbrella, is that Channel 9 didn't want these 20 episodes. Daryl really pushed for it, and now Channel 9 are, are feeling the pinch. Well, there's uh, actually been three more episodes announced. On top of the so, 20? The, yeah, on top, uh, on top of the 20. The original sort of uh, schedule, or schedule, depending on which shul you went to, John... <laughs> <laughs> was to do 10 and then 10. Yes. Like uh, take a, you know, like, I don't know, a couple of months break and then come back and do 10 up to the end of the year. What we're going to do now is go through, um, I think we're doing uh, 17, then we're going to do another, uh, we're doing 18, I think, and then we're going to do another five leading up to the last week of ratings uh, in November. So the feeling, you ask me about it, well, you know, I'm just a horn player in the band, man, you know. We are produced and organised by a a battery of people, not to say that they resemble chickens in any way, but um, Simon's drops past my place on a Wednesday um, at at 2 o'clock. We have a a cup of tea and a bit of a chat and a bit of a debrief on the uh, previous week's activities for both of us. Then we swan in there at about 3 o'clock for rehearsal, play a couple of charts, Take care of that by five o'clock. Whereupon we inhale a few party pies, uh, or your poison of ch- your, your deep fried carbo carbohydrate poison of choice. Uh, green room catering, and then um, uh, then we do the show. The feeling for us is just. I mean, you know, it's fun. I mean, it's 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 seven thirty or seven fifteen. We go out and have a chat with the audience. Seven thirty commences what can only be described or. Uh, sort of described as the running of the bulls. So you're so it's still business as usual for, from where you sit. Well, well, sort of getting into our stride, I'd say. Mind you, we'd like to be in our stride. We've done ten shows now, but um, the feeling on the floor is fantastic, and that's the one with which I personally concern myself the most. In that, you know, you try and uh, roll up. Uh, with a congenial disposition, uh, a bit of enthusiasm, and hopefully sober, with um, <laughs> and then just uh, uh, take it from there. But no, look, you know, I mean, I I don't pay uh, much attention to the ratings because that's not my job description. And and wasn't that always going to be a consideration, given that it, it, it's not on Saturday nights, where it it was historically, where the only thing really it was up against of any worth was the footy, and and you weren't going to do anything about that anyway. Um, but you put it on, onto a weeknight where they they're going to run uh, one of MasterChef, which is the juggernaut of this year, yeah, uh, up against judge. it, and th- there's just nothing you can do about. It, is there? Well, that's the thing. You know, you, 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 you're in for a in for penny, in for a pound, and uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, not that I, you know, I'm, I generally avoid cliches like the plague, but um, <laughs> we have, I think, adapted uh, to being a, a Wednesday night show, even though perhaps our template from years gone by was was not that. Um, 
I mean, I think the viewing audience has uh, kind of changed in 10 years. Um, Wednesday nights is obviously huge. I mean, there's a lot of people watching TV, and, um, you know, that that Wonder Cook show is uh, doing very well. Uh, I I just think that you've given an opportunity to do two hours of live TV. There's Mm. not a hint of complacency in there. Mm. Everybody brings their A game, such as... (laughs) such as mine is, you know, and uh, you you get in there and pay attention. That's what I mean about the running of the bulls. You know, mm, if you're not paying mm. attention, you get trampled, basically. Mm. You know, every now and then, you you know, if you you, you drop the ball and you, you sort of bend over, you feel a, you know, a horn poking into your bum, saying, <laughs> get a move on. And I, I think, really, in the main, I can't speak for everybody there, but uh, in, in years gone by, I suppose... Um, you know, you, you look at the ratings and they do breakdown after infinite breakdown of what's working, what's not, and things like that. I mean, I don't know whether, as I say, that's not my job description these days. I mean, I take it on a on a two hours of the now basis. Mm. So I you're there to entertain. Doing, uh, have been, like, they, they have all had merit. Mm. Now, as far as you're aware, Channel Nine haven't uh, haven't called anybody in and, and uh, suggested we need a bit of a character arc here to, to take us out <laughs> to the end of the the season. Well, look, I reckon I reckon it's a Monty that people at Channel Nine have had meetings because that's what their job description is. I'd I'd, I'd like to see a bit of character arc with uh, with Daryl, maybe maybe coming coming back around to the redemption of Daryl by the end of the the series. <laughs> I'd like to see Wilbur hosting, but, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> hey, hey's got uh, big guests coming up, and I, I suppose that's always been the the thing that would boost the ratings with Hey Hey, because otherwise you, you know exactly what you're going to get. Uh, but Channel Nine have been promoting for uh, a few weeks now that Kylie Minogue is going to be on the show on July 21st, which is a, a huge get for the show. Uh, and we we would assume that. Kylie is going to bring a, a boost to to the ratings for for Hey Hey, and can you uh, and can you get me an autograph? <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Look, you know, I, I thought last week's show was fantastic. I mean, we had some great music on there, and um, who, who did you have? Uh, Ian Moss, Ice House, <laughs> Barnsey, Barnsey. Uh, well, the, we had we had Barnsey, but you've like got to remember moving and, pictures. And we had Cat Empire, Cat Empire, are back, yeah. You know, um, I mean, so as far as uh, a cross-sectional representation of, of contemporary and, and, I mean, and that's not to say that Barnsley isn't contemporary. I mean, he's, you know, these guys have, you know, I want Russell Morris and Brian Cadd and Glenn Shorrick on there as well, if, you know, for my mind, and, and, and get James Rain back in again, you know? So you're just, I mean, it just sounds to me like you're just really having a lot of fun. Nelly, look. You, you know, as I say, it's two hours of the now, mm. and you get in there, and I mean, what do what the figures mean to us? They don't mm, mean anything. Mm. It's not your job to worry there. about. Yeah, you know, we're not on a profit share basis with the mm. nine network. Mm. Um, you need a better agent. You're not doing spreadsheets. Well, mind you, if they ask me to go over to Singapore and, and, and be CEO of their fund management company or the equity company that runs the dump, you know, I might, I might have, a, have a bite at that, given my economic uh, prowess. But, um, Invest in gold, Willie. Really. Get rid of all your media holes. the horn player in the band who's sort of, you know, throwing a couple of lines every now and then. You know, that's one day a week, man. What am I going to worry about Herald Sun speculation and stuff like that? Mind you, I might have a word to Alan Howe, the executive editor, and just, uh, you know, have, have one of my frank, full range, uh, free-ranging and full chats with him about, uh, you know, uh, something a little more uh, concrete. 
Because I, I would have thought that the uh, that one of the big reasons for a drop in ratings is not enough Wilbur and Red on screen. Like, I if if it was the Wilbur and Red show for two hours on a Wednesday, Wilbur and Red, like the old dudes on the Muppets, you you should be running the show. <laughs> yeah, I should I'd, be running the show. I'd watch that, Willie. I would. I would watch that too. I can honestly say I would watch that. Oh well, look, but hey, but, but you'd still be seeing Barnsley, you'd still be seeing Cat Empire, and uh, it's not like Barnsley we object like to. to. <laughs> you'd still be seeing Daryl, by the way. I mean, there's been uh, for the time being, I think uh, you know the notion of Red and I doing our own show or, or, or Lavinia hosting. Mind you, actually, Lavinia hosting would be uh, 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 consistent with the le- recent leadership spills of, <laughs> of Australia, wouldn't it? But uh, I don't see that happening. She's not Welsh enough. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and she's not a redhead. Um, but uh, Dickie Neil get a Guernsey before Lavinia. That's the way I say it. <laughs> I think the Nine Network there is an undertaking. I mean, look. Um, well, you know, I presume there's an undertaking to complete uh, the, the original twenty shows, and also they are uh, uh, very keen to do the other three shows. Do you reckon, Wilbert, you'd be going um, better ratings-wise? And I know, you know, it's not your job to worry about it, but just putting it out there, do you reckon you would be going better if you were actually on Saturday night? People have asked that now, and, um, you know, they're sort of saying stuff like, well, you know, when the football finishes, Mm. you know, later in the year, you know, it should go back onto a Saturday night. Now, of course, I'm not making those decisions. And, in fact, if I were making those decisions, I'd keep us on a Wednesday because I've got the whole heap of corporate gigs booked in on Saturday, (laughs) uh, which has stuffed me up. But, um, look, who knows what's around the corner. Um, There's no... There's very few guarantees. Just that sad day thing, like I remember as a kid, you know, we just used to all sit down as a family, watch Hey Hat Sad Day on Saturday night, and it just, you know, it's one of those kind of weekly rituals you can get into, whereas Wednesday's frantic, there's lots yep, of competition, yep. you might have bloody little league, what, you might have whatever. What you're saying, I, what you're saying is, or the notion of it has merit in itself, you know, because in that way you could, you know, you just sort of walk around the house and, you know, mm. catch bits and pieces of Hey Hey, and I mm. mean, I've... I've sort of been discussing this with a couple of people lately they've suggested that you know uh, two hours on a Wednesday might be a bit demanding mm. but then yeah I, I don't know you know what do I know well and, and <laughs> I don't know anything. in that way I, I, think, I think you and the Channel 9 executives have a, a lot in common because <laughs> what the hell else are they going to put on in that time slot well there is that there's, you know, there's always more two and a half men. You know, Ch- Channel, Nine, men, Channel right. Nine have been losing to Speaks and Specs for, for years now on a Wednesday night. There's oh, nothing they can do there. Well, Speaks and Specs is, uh, well, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of, you know, what, what do you prefer at the circus, the acrobats or the trapeze artist, you know? Sure, I'm just signing for my cab fare now, and I'm going to get out and go and have dinner and wish you guys all the best. I wish I could have been in there live. That's, we don't want to stand between a man and his dinner. No. Thanks very much, Box Cutters. Continued success for you guys. Um, and, uh, Josh, I, I do understand exactly what you're saying. Uh, I, I did sort of listen a bit, but um, uh, not all of it. Well, the, the take-home message and the thing to, to talk about during your dinner with Daryl tonight yeah, is... I'm not, not, not going to listen, Josh, but anyway, say it. The Wilbur and Red Show. Wilbur and Red Show. More and Red, less Dazza. <laughs> That's... That- Simon would love it to be on a Saturday <laughs> night. Wednesday night's a school night for him with his ABC radio. No, oh, yeah, but, he has to wake up yeah. early in the morning. Yeah, you sing into the choir with that one. Hey, guys, I'm going to have to cut Catch out. Up. And uh, thanks very much for your time. Uh, it's always a uh, great pleasure being on Box Cutters. Cheers. Thank thanks you, Wilbur Wild. And that is the Box Cutters News. 
Hi, I'm really lucky to be the guest of these funny, gorgeous, sexy, hunky men. This is Peter Moon, and you're listening to Box Cutters. <laughs> Let me do that again. We're joined now in the Box Cutters studio by Danny Blay, who is Executive Officer from No to Violence, which is a male family violence prevention association. And I hear everyone going... Oh, I'm so glad I tuned into a podcast all about television. <laughs> no, they hit. watch a lot of TV at No to Violence, don't you? Oh, that's all we do. We just watch TV. Just watch and, TV. Yeah. Lots of, lots of footy. Just hang out, watch the footy show. That'd be oh, yes. really up On your repeat. alley. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, terrific. Now, you, you, you've come in, Danny, to talk to us about uh, something that we've been talking about, uh, pro- probably mostly off air, mm. uh, but about how sexual violence is portrayed on television mm. uh, and uh, and how that affects things in the real world as well. Uh, so, go! <laughs> so, it's great to be here and um, it's a really bad thing and they shouldn't do it. Okay. All right. And that was Danny Blay, Trip Executive Officer covered. from No to Violence. Uh, so, Dan- oh, sorry, Nelly, you've got a, an opener. I've got an opener, which is that I think what I'd like to know Danny's views on mm. is I think there are two broad components to this issue and one is the representation of sexual violence um if you like for real so in news news events true to life kind of documentaries etc and the other is representations in fiction Mm. and our obsession with it in both uh both of those forms because i find it quite interesting say in a lot of the shows that we talk about sopranos underbelly etc etc that the sexual violence against women, violence against women in general, is actually quite routine in in those kinds of shows, but also on the news. Yeah, and I think that one of the big differences for me is that in fiction, sexual violence seems to be portrayed um, by strangers towards mm-hmm. women, yeah. predators who kind of hunt women down in dark alleys and, mm. and that kind of stuff, and that's generally not how it happens. It's mm. almost, almost exclusively women um, report that they know the person, they've known them for a long time. Mm. Um, and, you know, it gets a whole lot more complicated again when there's a, 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 a relate, an intimate relationship that exists or may have just recently um, been broken up, um, that uh, that's where sexual violence often occurs. Um, but uh, that that's not as, you know, not, not as attractive, I suppose, in, in the sense that, you know, it, it doesn't look as, as mean and as evil. Mm. When we start talking about sexual violence between uh, of a man who, who knows the woman and has known her for a long time, then we start asking ourselves questions about, oh, well, then, you know, is there a history of this? And maybe, you know, she, you know, maybe she enjoys it or there's been a pattern of this and he was just thinking, you know, that this is what we've been doing for a long time, so what's the difference? And that's where it gets quite complicated. So one of the major myths... Because um, of Danny and I have worked together before, one of the major myths, as I understand it, around sexual violence is that um, it is that stranger danger thing that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That you'll be that you know, young girls in particular need to be protected mm. because they'll be walking down an alley and oh, the boogeyman will jump out and you'll get raped. And that is kind of perpetrated, isn't it, by not only news reports which focus on that kind of sexual violence because mm. you don't actually often hear about. Um, intimate sexual violence on the news, no. but also in your CSIs and your NCISs and all those kind of, you know, anywhere there's a semen sample. Mm. So why are we more obsessed with that? I when it's, it's not more, the reality of... 
I think it's more, it's more salacious, I think. It's, it's, um, it's the reason why, you know, the little paper sells so many copies and why there's so many magazines out there about relationships and bust-ups is that a lot of people want to know the, the dark and murky things about people's relationships. Um, but, uh, you know, when it comes down to thinking about it in the context of safety of women and children and thinking about it in the context of human rights and ethical behaviour, that's just not as much fun. We don't need a lecture. We don't need, you know, mm. we didn't tune into the Seventh Day Report. Is there uh, something that you've seen on television that you think is uh, an accurate portrayal of sexual violence? Yeah, I, I remember seeing a scene in the in the series Rescue Me, mm. um, where about firefighters yeah, in New York after nine eleven, and um, starring and his name Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary, he's the man. Um, the relationship breaks up, and very soon after the relationship, uh, he goes uh, back to the. Uh, marital apartment to collect stuff or whatever is, and sexually assault. He rapes his ex-wife. Um, at the time, uh, the ex-wife is dating uh, Dennis's brother, character brother, and what she does, and knowing the brother's about to come, and if he turns up, the, co- the brother's a cop and he's he's armed, and we're we're thinking if there's going to be a confrontation, it's going to be pretty ugly. Uh, what's she going to do? And how it transpires is that uh, she's raped. Dennis Cleary's character leaves. Brother turns up, and by the time he turns up, within a you know a minute, half a minute, she's made herself nice again. You know, mm. she's 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 got dressed up, dressed again. She's made the couch nice, and it looks like nothing's happened. And it's a really interesting commentary. Firstly, about that's often how sexual sexual violence actually happens, um, but also what women will do to keep the peace. Mm. What women will do to to not extend the violence to other people around them, um, and I, it's one of the only things I can think of that was quite accurate in that sense. It wasn't um, it wasn't particularly prolonged. Um, it was certainly violent and coerced, um, but uh, and you know the, the the dynamics of the relationship were really accurate. The other ones that I, I think of is is uh, ones that are a lot more brutal and involve strangers, and that's you know mm. for mine it's just, that just doesn't really work that way. Do you think there's a, a CSI event, a, effect, um, as we've seen in, in other realms, with sexual violence in that and, and what where it's documented is with juries uh, who now expect, because they've all been watching these CSI-type mm. uh, shows, mm. are expected in the court, in, expecting in the courtroom to see all of this damning evidence. They want a swab. Based on, mm. based on forensic uh, examination of the, the mm. scenes. And so is, mm. is there a, a, a kind of follow-on to that for women that are sexually assaulted that look around and, and think, oh, so there's no forensics here, there's, there's nothing that could be proved from it, so what, why not, would you go through reporting it and go through Can I just add to that to before proof? you respond, which is that part of that effect as well, I think, is that when you portray sexual violence in that CSI way, the emphasis is on the violence so that even for a lot of victims, but also I wonder about juries and things, if someone hasn't been gang-raped, is, um, you know, bruised and cut and beaten up and all of that kind of stuff, then it's not really sexual assault. Mm. Like, I think that's how... It, whereas the truth of sexual assault is much more murky than that. It's also... The, the, the truth of sexual assault also is that so many women don't want to report it because mm. they, they can predict what's down the track for them. It's about the exposure and the embarrassment and the shame and the humiliation and having I'm to... I'm not being believed and... Yep, and, yep. and, being, and being portrayed as, as, uh, the, as uh, the predator and all those kinds of things. Mm. Um, 
you know, what we know about um, women who experience violence uh, from men is that there's a huge amount of shame and confusion around that stuff, mm. and they just want it to all go away. Well, look at the poor woman. We've talked about this before, so I won't dwell on it, but look at the, uh, the, the poor woman in the Matthew Johns case who was literally mm. institutionalised with, you know, mental health problems mm. after this. And yet I saw Sam Newman, who's easy to, you know, go, but I saw him on the footy show after that saying this is a good example of, of how people need protection. And I thought, oh, he's talking about the girl. He mm. was talking well, about the footballers. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about Sam Newman and, and mm. Maddie Johns. When somebody who has been... Uh, and I'm not saying this this necessarily of of Sam Newman, but uh, when when somebody has uh, been involved in a sexual assault case and alleged, mm. no, in in a case, oh, even Maddie Johns yeah, hadn't yeah. been had he? That's what I mean. It's alleged, alleged to uh, be, yeah. And uh, and the media gives them free reign. So we see uh, we see Sam Newman on the Footy Show doing things to uh, a standee of a woman. Mm. Uh, I mean, Caroline Wilson mm. cut yeah. out. Yeah. And, um, uh, and, and basically replicating violence, but not actually against the woman, just against an image of the woman mm. or someone like uh, Maddie Johns who uh, has uh, gathered a reputation and, uh, and then is just rewarded mm. uh, with his own TV show. Mm. Uh, how does that sort of behaviour from television uh, relate to uh, increases of uh, of sexual or or, mm. uh, or relationship what violence? What does it say to perpetrators? Yeah, yeah. look, I, th- I think that um, that generic social media, the generic media in and of itself, I think is a really good representation of the way in which many, many men think about the issue of relationships with women. Is there a way that television can uh, portray these things? Uh, You know, uh, Mm. relationships with animosity between men and women Mm. exist. Is there a way that television can uh, portray them in a a positive, realistic or thought-provoking way? I can give you an example of of that, which I think is, as everyone who listens to this knows, I love Friday Night Lights. One of the reasons I love Friday Night... Have you seen that, Danny? No. I I must get it for you because Mm -hmm. there's an amazing scene. One of the big things that we, and I know in Danny's work, we try and teach um, young people about what's called non-verbal cues around sex, which is the truth of sex. I mean, how many people sit down and go, now, Joshua... Would you like to reach into my top? You know, like it's all non-verbal I, kind of stuff. I, I wish that it happened because I was so bad at non-verbal cues. <laughs> I thought you were saying I wish you'd like to reach into my top. No, That's the, a whole other discussion. I was, I was, I was so bad at non-verbal cues that I just did nothing. Well, and well, I just. Uh, yeah, that's I've probably a better option than the other. But in Probably. Friday Night Lights, I don't know if you remember the first time that the uh, Julie told Matt. So Julie's the coach's daughter, yep. and Matt Saracen told Matt she was fifteen. She said, "I want to have sex with you," and he's like, "Oh right." And so, they, long story short, they go to this cabin. She walks in the door. Right, I want to have sex with you. Everything it was so awkward. Everything she's doing, though, suggests that she does not. Yep. So she keeps changing the subject. She's kind of awkward. She's sort of moving away. She looks uncomfortable. He basically says, you know, you really don't have to do this, and they don't do it. And I thought, praise the Lord, mm. hallelujah. Like, actually, a demonstration of a young man being responsible and being uh, present and actually observing what's happening and acting well. Is is that more important at 
at this stage in, in you know where we are in, in society to show men acting responsibly rather than women acting with uh, power or or strength. I think it's just as important because I think there is, there are so many images of the of the other. There are mm-hmm. so many images of of um, I don't know if inappropriate's not even necessarily a strong enough word. But where's the positive? Where's the how to do it right? Rather than the just the Sam Newmans and all that kind of stuff. But like, think, where's the role models? I hate that word, but you yeah, know what I mean. But I think that's where the tension is with popular culture, mm. is that we love Sheldon Freud. We love watching mm. other people cop bad stuff. I mean, I think mm. that's why the CSI is such a huge franchise. We, lo- we like watching bad things happen Misery. to other people mm. uh, and then people getting their comeuppance. Uh, we, you know, I'm not entirely sure that the, the broader audience is interested in seeing a good news story. Mm. You know, in that sense that there, there was an opportunity for something bad to happen, but it didn't happen. Mm. I imagine that producers around the world were saying, where's the value in that? No one's going to buy that. Well, there's, you, can't, you can't make drama out of it. There's no conflict. So, yeah. you know, And it's interesting on that level too that getting back to what we were talking about before, that therefore also the sexual violence often has to be so full on. Yeah. Like, for example, remember, you'll all remember a few years ago with the infamous turkey slapping incident mm. on Big Brother. I was watching that because I'm a Big Brother fan. I was watching that and I thought to myself, I am witnessing a sexual assault live on television. There is a girl being held down with two boys, you know, holding their penis in her face. So mm. To me, that is a sexual assault live on television. Was that on TV or was that just that on the stream? It was on the web. Oh, well, on the web, whatever. Um, but I remember that the response to that was basically, oh, that's, that's not sexual assault. What are you and so that's no about? big deal. Well, yeah. she, she didn't consider it sexual assault. And because she, because she didn't consider it sexual assault, everyone just went, oh, well, that's okay then. But In so that I, moment, she did. I, yeah. I, would, I would ask her, what power did she have to consider that sexual assault? In the context of her her success in the program, about her being publicly outed, you know, you know, was she, was she thinking about, am I going to be portrayed as a as a, as a prude now? Um, what are my friends going to think of me? What's the, what's society? I shouldn't have been there anyway. So, why was I leading them on? So I'm just going to go along with it, and you know, because I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be cool and relaxed about the whole thing. So if that's the case, you know, in a public setting, what's it like privately? Which is exactly to me an example of what you were saying before with the I can't remember the show now. The um the New York oh, thing rescue me oh, rescue me it's exactly the same her response is the same as that other woman's like I need mm. to make this go away yeah. no one else will want to deal I can't say I'm upset because mm. then I'm not cool mm. you know or I shouldn't have been here anyway all of that kind of stuff I think Big Brother or whoever really had an opportunity then to talk about how prevalent that kind of stuff is mm. I, I, I'm reminded uh, when you said Nelly that uh, it. It ends up going over the top. Mm. These these portrayals. I'm reminded of a, an episode in All Saints, uh, quite a few years ago, where uh, one of the characters was engaged to uh, to this girl. The girl was a, a bit player, uh, but she had a jealous ex fiance or ex boyfriend or or something like that, uh, who on the morning of the wedding murdered her brutally in her wedding dress. Mm. And uh, there's no symbolism there at all. No, none, none at all. But but I'm thinking, well, that's that's not necessarily realistic. Mm. But uh, how much harder, how how much more difficult a for for the writers to to put across a situation where someone she had known for a long time had raped her as a, a as, you know punitively. Mm. Mm. Uh, 
would that would something like that, where it's a, a more realistic outcome, uh, be something that is beneficial to to a television audience, or is it just going to make people cringe and cry? It's a catch twenty two, isn't it? Because if you like, let's take these true crime shows that are on. They represent this very casual attitude toward sexual violence against women which I think perpetrates that attitude, but at the same time it is reflecting a truth. Mm. Like in that culture, there is a very cavalier attitude toward uh, sexual violence against women. Say, for example, in The Sopranos, the kind of violence that's inflicted upon the strippers does happen mm. routinely. So, you know, what do yeah. you do? In, well, in, in fiction, which is you know, what, what I concentrate on, mm. uh, Representations like in Rescue Me are really, really rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're in a modern context. But in Mad Men yeah. and yeah. in Deadwood, yeah, we see we see stuff like that all the time. All the we time. just don't think about it as being drastic because mm. it's history. Mm. Because oh well, that's or how it's people subcultured or it's subcultured. Yeah, because that's how people acted in the past, or mm. that's how people in act. In the mob, or mm. something like that. Mm. Uh, whereas, if it's in a modern, real world, mm. it'd be on Ramsey Street. We just, but we just don't want to see mm. it, mm. and so we're not showing yeah. it. We don't want to see it, and we don't want again. As I was saying before, but we're we fascinated don't want, by it too. We are, but we don't want to reflect back that this might be actually part of my world. It's someone mm. else's world, and I'm happy for it to be on the screen because it, I don't need to think about the way in which I, as a man, relate to women. Danny Blay, you've given us a lot wow. of food for thought. Thank you so much for for coming in and uh, and, and talking about such a. a it's a it's a hard topic to talk it about, is, isn't mm. it? Especially considering this show is usually lighthearted. And uh, yeah, I was going to say, I really do so, enjoy your comedy show. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but but this is a this a, a very important issue and, and a, a, an important part of of TV as TV well. TV shapes culture, and it's important. You know, not all, not only the good bits. So, Danny, you're from No to Violence, uh, which is a f- male family violence prevention association. Mm-hmm. The website is www.ntv.org.au. That's N for Nelly, tv.org.au. Thank you so much for coming in. Pleasure is all mine. Nobody knows what the future holds, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, wake the kids, phone the neighbours. Under all the circumstances, I disagree. This is such a crock of shit. The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. Ba ba boom. Say it's your birthday. Oh great, now we have to pay royalties on that, Nelly. Do we? No. <laughs> <laughs> Top ten <laughs> greatest characters. Oh, uh, in uh, in greatest characters of all time <gasps> news, we've got some exciting news. We we have it, some exciting news that means listeners of box cutters, you're going to have to settle up. Yeah, you're going to have to strap yourselves in and put your money where your mouth is. Insert put, other cliche here. Put pen to paper. Yeah. Dot your T's and cross your eyes. Tap away. We can't reveal too much at this stage, but. There's, there are reasons. Let's say media interest. There's media interest. There's media interest. We're going to have to bring forward the deadline of box cutters. <laughs> greatest top ten. One at a time. 
characters. Of Nelly's out. She said, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. The rules yeah. should have been established early. I win. But it is super exciting. There is many interest in our top ten. But what what that means is we're going to need we to need have. We need a top ten. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to need to have a final top ten. We're going to need to have a final top ten soon. We need you to send in your greatest TV characters of all time. So, so are we have actually having a vote that stops the nation. Is that is that what we well, need to do because, for the top ten? In all seriousness, I think we could have just gone. You know what? We've got we've got a list there. We'll just we'll just pick the top ten. Uh-huh. But, but I know a, a lot of people. To a lot of people have said to me, oh, "I haven't got my ten together yet. I haven't yeah. got my ten together yet. Yeah. Now is the time to get your ass into gear." Josh has fought hard for the BC listeners to determine. The last couple of spots. So you have until Wednesday, the fourteenth of July. You're looking at me like I'm a calendar. That's Wednesday, nine days away from today. Now that we're recording, yes. This. yes. So we're Wednesday, you a bit Wednesday, over the fourteenth of July. If you can't remember what date that is, mm. it's Bastille Day. And just do it soon. So when you're when you're having your croissant in the morning, mm. remembering the storming of the Bastille. We. If you've got a monarch that you're going to take up to the guillotine. If you're smoking a jetan. <laughs> then, <laughs> then, say, then say, oh, my God, today's the day of the deadline. I need to get my top If you're knitting away together. while heads roll into the baskets. Mm. Let them eat cake. If you're eating cake for breakfast. Now, let's tell everyone, because I think this will get everyone's um, creative character juices flowing. We actually have got, at the moment, some pretty clear front runners, but the last few spots are really close yes. up for grabs. So, can we tell you our, at the moment, top, say, 15? How many have we got there, Josh, on that list, oh, or is it 12? Are you wanting to skew the figures? I, I, no, I just should, want to let people we know. leave it unbiased, maybe. We've, Do you not uh, want to tell them at all? Maybe. I think, mm. uh, I, I think there's, there's, an, there's an opportunity they to tell them, but they have decided. It's Individually, true. but do we want to It's just inspiration. It's just food for thought. Look, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the uh, – uh, at the moment we've got a tie for seventh – Mm-hmm. And then a tie, a tie of three people for seventh. Yep. A tie of six for six tenth. For tenth. So I'm just going to talk about just mention those, those ones. ones. Okay. Uh, tying for seventh place, we have Tony Soprano, Veronica Mars, and Agent Dale Cooper from mm-hmm. Twin Peaks. Uh, tying for tenth, we have Calamity Jane from Deadwood, Bernard Black from Black Books, Linda Day from Press Gang, George Costanza from Seinfeld, Bubbles. From the Wire and Sir Humphrey Appleby from Yes Minister, who was a late inclusion, yes. but has you know come up the rear, so to speak. So those are the ones who who are vying for places in the top ten. Having said that, the ones just below them are quite close as well. Yeah. So I mean, certainly don't feel like you have to vote for. You don't any have of to those. vote for any yeah. of those. You vote for who you want. Yeah, we want uh, your top ten because we we want to make this list as pure as possible. Now to qualify, is it just the characters we've seen since Boxing Day last year? N- no, sorry, this is, all this talk is taking me back to the film bus yen of year poll. Uh, uh, the, for the best films of the year. So, uh-huh. so yeah, it's it's just uh, it, it's it's. That was just for you, wasn't it, Brett? No, no, no. <laughs> just I, I, I'm just I confused. Some crossover. But basically, we want to we want to make sure that when um, this particular media interest is uh, fed, 
that your views have been heard. Yes. So we want the top 10 to be truly shaped by the box cutters community. So please get your top 10 in. If you haven't already, submit them by Bastille Day. Yes. With your cake and your jetons. <laughs> and Are we going to have a meeting so that we can discuss it and... and Come to a no, we're going to put it into my spreadsheet and we're get the top put it ten. What if we still have draws? If if we still if we still have draws, then we have equal seventh, equal tenth. Works oh. out works out that way, uh, or we just arbitrarily decide. And unless uh, there's like ten of them equal tenth or something, yeah. Well, in which case, yeah. that's that's too many. Let's cross that I'm bridge. Gonna, yeah, this is a production question. <laughs> All right, so 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 we're also saying no correspondence will be entered into. Yes, once the decision is <laughs> no. made. <laughs> hooray! Hooray! At boxcutters.net is the email address. There is the talk to boxcutters link on the website at boxcutters.net, uh, or you can do what a whole lot of people have done and just leave a message on my wall on Facebook. <laughs> which, sure, it's a bit annoying, but right, do it. But we're thrilled that you've done it. Well, I'm very, very happy. Very happy that you've done it. Very happy. Uh, it's just that the others don't get a chance to see it. Have you got a yeah. spot on your wall, Nelly, on Facebook? I don't do can... Facebook. I did do it. And then I, um, long story short, yes. you don't need to know. I'm, a, I'm out. I've gone. She's Shut gone. it down. I should go back Shut and have a look down. and see if anybody's posted anything on my wall. I've got no idea. I haven't looked at it for a long time. Um, and you roll your eyes at me for not having one, but you don't even look at Wait yours. <gasps> Can we talk about this week's greatest I'd TV so characters love of all time? To. So we we decided this week we'd in the character segment we'd talk about the most popular characters that have been nominated on the BC list from Thirty Rock. Yes. So they're not necessarily in the top ten, but the the three recurring characters that have come up from Thirty Rock have been Liz, Liz Lemon, Lemon, of course, Tracy Jordan, who I can't even say his name without starting to laugh, and, and Kenneth. Kenneth Parcell. So, yeah, we just decided we have a chat about them. Now, can I kick it off with – because I, I actually was a very strong advocate in my top ten list for Tracy Jordan because I just think he is so funny. Like, I can't even look at him without, you know, cracking up. But the more I started to think about it and think about character development and all the other things that go into it, this is what this character thing does. It starts to, you know, tick, tick, tick it's, away. It's, it's like a tape one. The you start, more, to, start to meditate on why you like somebody. The more I started to meditate on it, I, I'm actually starting to lean now toward Kenneth. And I'm going to give you two of my favourite Kenneth lines just to okay. explain why. The first favourite line is, I can't even... This do, is, do, you want me to read, do you want me to read it out? In, the one in pink at the top. Kenneth's favourite subject in school <laughs> was science, especially the Old Testament. <laughs> Do you remember him saying, my favourite subject in school is science, especially the Old Testament. And the other one is about hypotheticals. I don't do hypotheticals. It's like lying to your brain. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I think Kenneth Parcell is, is a, an interesting example of, of what I was uh, what I was going to say because thinking about Liz Lemon and Tracy Jordan mm. as greatest TV characters of all time, I think they're quite one note. Mm-hmm. I think they have they have one thing that they do. They do that well, mm-hmm. and uh, and again, you know, I've also had this this tapeworm. Yeah. Going through my brain. Which they're not as well I rounded. Really see a doctor. Are they? But yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Not, they're not as well rounded. No, they're I actually going, agree. I whereas, agree. Whereas Kenneth has a whole wheelbarrow of mystery uh, around him. Like we. Well, for a start, he's 120. Like yes. if you, if you track everything throughout, he he must be over 100. 
he's uh, th- his love for TV is something that I oh, relate to in totally. uh, in a very sad way, uh, and he. So, so he has this extraordinarily love, extraordinary love for TV, mm. uh, which is why he has his job as an NBC page. But mm. then the job itself means so much to him. Mm. But then, so does his family, and so does his friends, and his birds, and and yeah, and every, he he is passionate about mm. everything, and therefore is a complete social defect. Mm. Mm. Uh, and yet, the most loved. In, within the story, the most universally loved. I mean, there's no one who doesn't like Kenneth. Yeah, that's right. Except for that other guy who yeah. works in the page program. <laughs> and they're actually the in an impro troupe together, those two actors. Right. Yeah. And he's also in uh, in uh, Human Giant. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one, he's one of the guys I'm from Human Giant. His name. It's, not, it's not Rob Hollywood. That's Gap Tooth. Mm. Gap tooth, balding yeah, yeah, human yeah. giant guy. Interestingly, too, as well, you know that because Kenneth's from Stone Mountain, Georgia. And which is actually the hometown of one of the writers on Thirty Rock, right? As well, which is Donald Glover. So I, I mean, I wonder if there's D- an autobiography. Donald Glover, who was then in uh, Deep Purple, left. No, wasn't he? Different Donald Glover. Uh-huh. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is, is Do- Donald Glover who uh, left the the writers of Thirty Rock mm-hmm. to go and be part of the cast of Community. Oh. Went from behind to in front. Yes, interesting. So, who out of those As three, Samuel Brett? Chang, who's who's your who favourite? No, he's uh, he's he's uh, the the guy who was the football player in high school and uh, and then oh yeah him Troy Troy. Thank you. Getting back to thirty right. Out of those three, who's your who do you reckon is the best character? I think Liz Lemon. Yeah. Why? Why well, as as far as being a better character, because um, Kenneth can be completely surreal and 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 out there, a little that's nutty. Why, that's why he's allowed to have those the best uh, lines like those, and he he puts himself like he, he, there. There's nothing that he won't do. So so they can make him do anything. The writers can make him do anything. Whereas mm. Liz Lemon, I think, is. Is a more real character that that actually has to deal with her her world, which she's I don't very recognisable, isn't she? Even mm. though she's hilarious and all that, she's a very recognisable character. I think she's a great character for for women because mm. she's uh, she's she's someone who is uh, in a high a high power position, uh, but doesn't dress in mm. high power ways, mm. uh, eats a lot, visibly eats mm. a lot. And she's the uh, biggest loser out of the show. Yeah. But also I think what's interesting about her is that she... Um, she makes me feel good about being a she, loser. She is really powerful <laughs> and she's got a great job and she has a really good relationship with her boss. I find her relationship with Jack Donaghy really interesting too on that kind of grown-up level of you have to compromise and you can't be completely black and white about things. But at the same time, which is where she's a great character, she's also um, fragile in some ways, like all human beings are. Like there's things in her life that aren't fulfilled or there's things she'd like to do better or there's things she's not good at without oh, she's being weak and pathetic. She's continually stymied in, in her personal world. Yeah. So yeah, what- but not in a pathetic way. Like you don't get the sense of I don't ever feel sorry for her. You know, like you don't have that, oh, that poor thing, she's got nothing, you know, she hasn't got children. And she, How often women, single women, 
you know, in career women are portrayed. Mm-hmm. She seems like she's got a great life. She'd like to have a partner. Yeah. She'd like to have But kids. she's going to turn into the crazy cat woman uh, of Carrie Fisher. Well, that's her fear. Yeah. But I don't think anyone watching it really thinks she's going to. I don't think she's going to. I think she seems great. And I love her relationship with Jack. I love that they haven't made it romantic. It would have been so easy to do that, to turn it into um, a sexual relationship. I'm really glad that they've resisted I think, that. I think he discusses it too much, doesn't he? Oh, I think they totally love each other, but as friends. And I as, think they as, have enormous as long as respect. They, as long as she doesn't think about what he represents and what he is. Yeah, but to me that's the beauty of her character and watching her deal with him because the, I have found this myself that those kind of big bad boogeymen, you know, like corporate America or corporate people or, you know, whatever they are, they by and large are actually human beings who've got good points too. You know, and that's mm. like when you're 20, like, nope, I know who the good guys are and I know who the bad guys are. And I think the older you get, you go, sometimes the good guys do really shitty things and sometimes the bad guys, like, you know, NBC executives, actually are really caring. He's the only one there when her she has that dental work. So what about Tracy Jordan? Oh, I just think... Because he's, he's hilarious. He's just so funny. I just love but where's watching the depth him. But where's he? the depth of character? The, look, there's probably not that much depth. It's interesting when I was researching for, for talking about Tracy Jordan, I thought someone made a really good point, which was that he's actually the really kind of mediocre stand-up who makes a shitload of money. And I, as a stand-up myself, I hadn't even thought of him like that. And I thought, that's exactly what it is. That is does basically, that yeah, <laughs> Yes, it does. That's basically Tina Fey going, wow. Sometimes it's not fair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like sometimes the dude who's not the most talented ends up with $300 million a year. But he's, he's more a device than a character, isn't he? Look, I suppose he is. I mean, I think he has some great lines, but then that's the writing. Yeah. Um, he has some wonderful lines. I love his mannerisms. I mean, I just, I just find him hilarious. Having said that, I do also find the clumps hilarious. So, you know, I'm easily pleased. You just love a fart joke. I love a fart joke. But I love his stuff. Do you think with Tracy, the writers have copped out because they've, they've switched it around so that he's not what his, what his persona was, that he is he, not a serial womanizer or a, 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 a a person that's cheated on his wife continuously or... Um, no, I actually quite that, like that. he actually that. has a, an understanding or like a physical uh, epiphany about about she's somebody's daughter kind of stuff and so kind of turning oh. it around and, and you can't be sexist about them because she's somebody's daughter because he's having have a daughter and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think you know, like last. I don't think that that's going to stick. I think I love the relationship it's, it's, with his wife. It's kind of become the 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 bible of the character now. Which bit? That that he, well, he can't go back to to everybody oh, assuming sh- that he's a womanizer and, and sure he can because yeah, that's what Thirty Rock does. Yeah. Thirty Rock just takes history and throws it in the bin and then everything's yeah. back to normal. All of a sudden, like oh, was. there's boobies. Oh, boobies. Yeah. Oh. That's greatest TV characters of all time. Send us your list by Bastille Day, July 14, 2010. Hooray at boxcutters.net. Okay, question three. Which can I- All these going to be about war. No. i got loads of... i got one on tennis, one on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Box. 
I have good news and bad news. Oh. The good news is we had heaps of entries into our uh, quiz. Excellent. Uh, the bad news is everybody thought they were winning a season one box set of Mad Men. No, see, this is Oh, what news. are you saying? I found out today that it was actually a season three box set That's that we were supposed news. to be giving away. Is it? Well, season is one's it? cheaper. Ah. Season so you get the three, more ex- yeah. Get the more expensive yeah. one. Mm. Phew. That's good value. Oh, I feel so much better now, Nelly. Yep, 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 yep. Thanks. Well, the, the question was... What uh, musical instrument does it turn out that Joan can play on Mad Men? Sexy Joan, I think. Joan the hot and tot hottie. Yeah, hot and tot hottie. Uh, The answer was the accordion or the piano accordion. Uh, I'll accept either. And our winner is Cat Tozy or Tozzy. Ta-da. Ta-da. Cat Tozzy. Congratulations. Yes, Joan does play the accordion. Uh, She put a little P.S., uh, in her uh, in her entry, which said, uh, we do vote for a party, not a politician. That is our process. Just because we watch a lot of American TV and are ignorant of our own political process doesn't make it different. Really, Labour are just lucky that they have two people who are equally as capable of being the Prime Minister. Because really, Tony Abbott, that's the best the Libs can do. Uh, so, If only Jed Bartlett was our president. I know, that's exactly... If only. If only. If only we could have Jed Bartlett. Or Rizzo. We almost did have Rizzo as... Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> the first lady who was Rizzo. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. No, no, I was thinking of uh, Ratso from uh, uh, f- from Midnight Living Cowboy. Oh, okay. No, that was Lenny and Squiggy. All right. Well anyway, done. So congratulations, Kat. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be in touch. Actually, I'll, I'll be in touch tomorrow with an email explaining the whole uh, mess up and how you actually end, out, end up being better as a result. Uh, next week on the show, mm. we'll be giving away a season one, definitely season one box set of Nurse Jackie. That's next week on the show. Mm-hmm. So that's when we'll have a question. Correct. For that box set. Correct. Uh, so congratulations, Kat. Uh, that comes to you courtesy of sanity.com.au. And love the PS. Yeah, love the PS. Brett Cropley, if you're going to watch one thing this week, what would it be? Don't ask me first. Oh, bloody hell. Why not? Nellie Thomas, what would you watch? I have you not got one? You haven't got one. I have got, and I I know I've um, had this particular show before, Mm -hmm. but... um, Is it Friday Night Lights again? No, this episode looks particularly good, which is of um, First Tuesday Book Club with Jennifer Byrne. Ah, yes. And the special guests this week are Rob Hurst and Wendy Harmer, and they're looking at Portnoy's Complaint by Philip Roth and One Day by David Nichols. Oh. And it is on uh, 10 p.m. to 10:30 p.m. ABC One Tuesday, 6th of the July, 2010. Well, I've I've also got something for uh, Tuesday, 6th of July, 2010. It's another documentary on SBS One called Finding My Mind. Mm. Oh. What's That's that about? All I've written down. 7:30 p.m. SBS One. Uh, I think it's a documentary about minds. I 
I didn't put any notes in it. It's I've not just like it, psychiatry documentary. I have no idea anymore. Why'd you pick it? Because it sounded interesting at the time when I read the description, and all I did was write down the uh, write, write down Finding the title. Finding my mind. Finding my mind. That's intriguing. SBS One, seven thirty p.m. on Tuesday, the sixth of July. And on the hop, I would say Tuesday, the sixth of July, on uh, ABC One at uh, at eight thirty. No, nine thirty. Uh, it's QI. Ah, oh. Stephen Fry uh, and uh, and his brainy cohorts. Um, QI, God, QI. I hate that show. So if you're, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm not meant to shit on your one thing. Yeah, sorry. shit on his one thing. Sorry. Whatever. No, it's fine. No, no, Whatever. As, 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 sorry, as, as you looked hurt. Somebody then. can criticize uh, me on something. <laughs> no, I just don't like that one. So if you're listening to this show, um, what don't you like about it? Wednesday or later. Sorry. You're either shit out of luck or you have to go to uh, ABC's iView and Mine's SBS's uh, <gasps> thing. Speaking of which, there's a thing called iView Napper uh, where you can download and it saves as MP4s, uh, stuff on ABC's iView. Sounds illegal, Brett. Um, uh, well... Or you can program your magic box to get it. Yeah, if you've got a magic box, you mm. can program that. Um, I, I just had a, a computer, something that uh, it, it, its power is known. It's not just magical mm. and, and stuff that nobody knows anything about. So it's like God, magic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, uh, because I, I actually uh, ran out of space on my magic box um, to record, uh, I downloaded uh, last week's Miracles, the Glider in the Storm show, which was, was my one thing last week. Can I just point out how many times I didn't make a crude and adolescent <laughs> reference <laughs> to in that whole discussion? Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Oh, you are a filthy, filthy little man. I just, I, I didn't do it on air for for a reason. I think oh, you didn't do it. Ah! <laughs> Uh, before before we go, uh, Nelly, you've mm. got a couple of uh, a couple of items of pork. One Have of I? Them, yes, yes, you do. What's my pork? One one of them is uh, there's there's some Glee, Glee reality show that's oh, starting. Oh yes, Remember yes, that? yes, yes. So um, there's going to be a new reality show on Oxygen, which I think is Oprah's channel. Yes. Yeah. Um, about a search, uh, which is following the search for new cast members on Glee. Great. And again, I just I mean I'm Are actually quite enjoying Glee. Pardon? Are they getting rid of the old? I think ones? they're just looking for you know fresh blood. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so in love with Sue Sylvester. So oh. it's just, you know, that's Who's enough. That? You know, the Jane lady, Lynch. Jane Lynch. Ah. Yeah. Uh, and there was there was something else about uh, Greatest TV Characters. Next week? Oh, yes. Yeah. So next week, week we're going to – I'm going to be here next week as well because ah. John's got another commitment. Double bonus. Yes. <laughs> that, that commitment is some kind of, uh, of MASH-inspired massage in Tokyo. I believe. <laughs> oh, just, if only. Yeah, it's just off to off to Tokyo. Just off to do some shit. Yeah. Just TCB in Tokyo. Mash inspired massage. Yeah, uh, they used to go to Tokyo for R and R when they had some oh. time off, and uh, and they would get massages and stuff in Tokyo. Oh, I could go a massage. You'd have to go to Tokyo. Would I? Yeah, it's a long way. Or I could go to Northland Shopping Centre. No, they don't have them anymore. Anyway, so Get next week here. in our character segment, yeah, well, we are going to do the big Kahuna. 
who's and I don't think I'm you know sharing any secrets here because we've already mentioned it. He is number one at, at the, the moment. Al Swearingen. <laughs> we are going to talk. We're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Al Swearingen next week. We'd love it if you'd ring in and tell us your thoughts on Swearingen. We're also going to have Rob Brilly uh, coming to the show, mm-hmm. hopefully, if he's still available. And what's our number again, Josh? Uh, if you want to give us a call to talk about the greatest TV characters of all time, you can. Or if can. you've got a question for Rob Brilly. Or if you've got a question for Rob Brilly, you can call us on 0390169269. Can you say that Phones again a lot slower? 0390169269. Well done. Or... If you just search for box cutters on Skype, you can call through there and leave a message on our answering machine. You can email us. You can, you know, whatever. You can just shout at us in the street. If you think Al's shit and shouldn't be on the list, let us know. If you love him, if you think he's the greatest character of all time, also let us know. Maybe their problem is he swears too much and now you've just turned him off. Get fucked, Crockley. Hey. Hey, hey, (laughs) keep it nice, kids. Keep it nice. Uh, The uh, the, greatest TV characters of all time. Get in touch with us for that. I wanted to say, with the greatest TV characters of all time, we do have an outgoing message that talks a lot about how it is the box cutters answering machine. You've called the box cutters hotline. Uh, So if you call that number by accident, uh, don't leave a message for someone else. Mm. That's a bad idea. That would make you a San Francisco <laughs> cocksucker. That's that, would, what that would make that, you. That would make you a San Francisco. <laughs> I can't cocksucker. wait for next week. That brings us to the no, end of Box Cutters episode two hundred and thirty-one. We did uh, miss Crap TV because of our uh, uh, surprise appearance by Wilbur Wild. Yes, uh, but uh, stay tuned for that in later episodes. And thanks so much to to Willie for uh, for coming to the firing lines uh, while Are you in a taxi. At Willie? You're laughing at the word Willy. No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. Now spelled differently. Doesn't matter. It's the word, Brett. (laughs) (laughs) Willy and box cutters. Also, thanks so much to Danny Blay for coming in and raising the tone of Mm. of the show. Great to Uh, see Danny. It was it was great to have him have him in. He's Uh, a clever dude. He's a clever dude. He's 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 a funny. I'd like to have him back in a more uh, light-hearted and informative. uh, I'm sure we can do that. I'm sure we can do that. Do you think he'll be interested? Pardon? Do you think he'll be interested? Will he be interested? Yeah, yeah absolutely. He loves pop culture. That's nice. what's really interesting about him, I think, is he's got all that kind of knowledge and, you know, quite heavy stuff. But he can totally mix it in a, you know, discussion that's fun about, I don't know, MasterChef. That's what, what they say about Danny Blay. Great at dinner parties. Was he putting that's a documentary right. together about his trip around oh, the world? You've started was playing that the music. You've started playing was the music. You've started playing the music. That's what we're talking about. Danny I've already Blay. said that brings you drove to... around the world. Yeah, but clearly that's something that you can ask Nelly after the show. <sighs> Just ask her after the show. Until next I'm week. Committing it to tape. My name is Josh Canal. I'm Nelly Thomas. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time. Same bat presentation panel. And Same bad channel. Hey. Woo. Woo. Let's be careful out there. Woo. Woo. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, whose studios we use to record this podcast pretty much each and every week. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you're in the Melbourne metro area. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go onto the iTunes Music Store or anywhere else you find us and leave a review. It will help other people find Box Cutters and then they can enjoy it too. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or via SMS on 0458 288 837. That's 0458 Cutter. 
So uh, I, I forgot to play uh, one message that we got on our box cutters hotline. Oh, from, talking uh, about Thirty Rock. Y- yeah, because we were, uh, you know, we, we put the call out every week for for people mm-hmm. to call us on the box cutters hotline. Kenneth, Liz, tell Tracy, us, tell us about your favorite TV characters. So we forgot to play one. Uh, so just you know, we just thought we'd finish the show with it. Eddie, this is Julie. I'm just trying to figure out about Ken's um, parking uh, permit for the car. I wanted to know if you've got another one out there and the expiry date on it. Can you get back to me when you can? Thanks. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters.